Welcome back to to another of the See That Never Sleep show. Um, show. I'm Brandon Parker, and as always, by my co-host Austin, Austin Kane. How are you doing today? Back. Doing all right. Uh, you know, I'm sure we all know what happened last night. Somber, somber night, somber evening in the sports world. Somber day. Um, you know, let's get right to it. I guess. Uh, just prayers out to his family. Uh, everyone involved, both teams. Uh, everyone in the sports world. Uh, it's a sad day. Yes. Yeah, so you know, normally we uh we uh we get here. It's a matter of I'd be I'd be, you know, asking. You know, what what do you think about the Jets game? Game. What do you think about the the game? What do you think about think about the week that was? Is what do you think about you know? The playoffs coming up. What, what do you think about the MLB off MLB offseason, the Knicks, the Rain, all that? But to be to be completely, you know, none of that's important today. You know, no, none of that is because we got a we got a, we got a harsh harsh reminder of specifically specifically referring, but you know, referring to all sports and life in general of you know how press is and how. And how quickly taken away. So as Austin, you know, said at the top of the show, uh, night during during a routine on on Banger T. Higgins, uh, Bills safety Demar Hamlin, 24 year old safety of uh, Pitt, just he stood he stood up and he collapsed. And and you know, wa- watching that game. You know, we as 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 crazy crazy as is, you know, stuff like that ha- has happened. You know, you see guys that have with concussions, concussions, and people in the past were, you know, you're 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 waiting for that where, you know, the guy gives up, the guy is moving, is moving, the guy is, you know, okay. And that just didn't happen. And you you saw re- reaction on the faces of the players. You saw the reactions on the faces of of coaches. The utter utter silence, silence, higher stadium. And once all that hit, you know, you you knew something was different. You knew something was different. That it, it, this this wasn't just your play and that's really I think when everything everything started to change and you know sitting in that game like like put it in perspective you know you no know, it goes from from you know those Bengals one of the biggest games biggest games of this Monday night football the game of, game of, of the year, immediately turns into to not matters literally none of it matters matters the only thing that mattered was the safety of this of this human. I mean, Austin, what what was your? I don't even want to say react. Like just just seeing that, seeing that, like going through your head. Yeah, I mean, it's just scary. Uh, makes you think. Like these guys really are putting their lives out there playing football. It's a you know physical game, dangerous game, and sure. Big hit is cool to see, but I mean, these guys are putting—they're really putting their lives out there, and 
it's a bloodbath on the field and it's a dangerous sport. Um, and, you know, it makes you think like next time you're cheering for your team and something doesn't go the right way, uh, instead of saying, screw you for making that, not making that play, it, it makes you really think like, you know, these guys that are taking hits every play and you never know what could come out of it. Uh, last night we saw that, uh, something that, you know, personally, I don't think we've ever seen before, uh, really in the NFL and many sports uh, too often around the world. It's just just crazy, uh, shocking. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like especially with especially with like all sports, everyone gets so caught up in in the fact that, that you know, you know, you know, people cheer for these teams. We cheer for these teams and and we forget so much, unfortunately. It has to be remembered more and more. That these coaches, these players, the, the players more specifically, are, are human beings. And like more than any than any time I've probably ever seen, that that came in the plan. because because first of first of all, I don't even think the cameras should have been hanging on any of the players' faces. In that situation, but that's a different discussion. Discussion for a different time. But seeing just the blank stare, stare, Josh Allen, seeing just the, seeing just the absolute emotion of Stefan Diggs, Diggs, Tre'Davious White, just the the you know the the image of of Buffalo Bills team in a in a in a circle of prayer. As you know, you know, violence is leaving. It's just, 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 it was surreal, surreal. And, you know, taking it a step further. And this is really a quote unquote point. I quote point. I bring up the fact, and I commend Zach Taylor. I commend, I commend Sean McCurt. Yeah, I, I commend, I, I commend the Bills as well. The Bengals house head coach for doing the right, doing the right thing because whether the NFL NFL had the mixed up in a line of communication and not it it you know was their actual direct actual directive trying to save them from a PR disaster that at, at first they were five total minutes minutes according to the broadcast last night this isn't nowhere this was. Said by Joe Bob on the ESPN broadcast. Broadcast the fact that they were given five minutes to, you you know, regroup and get on the field. Get on the field. That's just, I. It's just unfast, unfathomable to me. Unfathomable, yeah. because, because putting my putting myself right. The fact that the fact that you know you you see that that happen. you see your your brother brother that you, with, you play with, with at this point seventeen weeks see that see that happen and he expected to go out there and go out there and play five minutes after that happened I, I that that's impossible that's impossible that really. Impossible, and most of all, it's inhumane. We we've, we've seen instances like this before, unfortunately. 
definitely. A few yeah. European so- soccer player, soccer player, Kalech. Same same situation. The game zoomed an hour later. Later, you know, we've seen to to an extent in baseball. Suck it with a line drive, drive, stretcher it off, take it to a hospital. The game game resumed. But this one different. This one just felt different, and and the fact that the NFL still. You know. They they still wanted to push wanted to push it forward. They still want have the game resume in five minutes. I mean, Austin, Austin, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, just the idea of even starting that game back up was quite ridiculous in my mind. Uh, I yeah, I heard Joe Buck say five minutes uh, each team would get, and then you see Joe Burrow warming up and making third or throwing the ball on the field like trying to get warm, but. Nobody on that field was mentally able to play that game after that. I mean, it doesn't even matter if you're on the Bills, on the Bengals, uh, on the coaching staff. Even the fans, I'm sure, were gutted. Uh, and I, I just five minutes, that that's just ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm happy the game ended. There was no reason to continue on, uh, no matter what the situation is. Uh, there's no reason to play that game. Uh, I'm happy the Bills, you know, some of their players and coaches got to go to the hospital to uh, see DeMar, uh, give his family the prayers and wishes. Um, yeah, five minutes. I mean, I hope that's not true. I hope that's just like the common protocol if some stoppage happened or something. Uh, and I hope that was not the first orders that was giving down, giving down both coaches. I'm happy they both came together uh, and – you know, I don't know whose decision it was uh, in the end, but I'm happy. You know, they took their players off the field, and we're not gonna. They were not gonna play that game. Yeah, it, it was just the fact that, that you know, first of all, the fact that down to the coaches to make that decision. From working off the information, information we have, obviously, obviously that all comes out deny it. You, it, you, but the broadcast gives you information. You never know. On top of that, the f- the fact that you know, it took it took, and this is the second where it's like, okay, okay, what are we thinking here? What like why? The fact that it took an hour an hour to officially postpone the game in in a a single and and you know, considering what we know know about the situation now, you know that that. Tomorrow is in, you know, you know, is is in the hospital right now. They had to perform CPR on the field. They had to use use a a like like it, that that is so fo- far removed from a football situation to the point where that that it, it that it, it's it death is a is a lifer and. That it was it took an hour, you know, an hour to officially postpone that game. That's just, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's a game where you know, fans, um, like even us just watching, like we we knew that game should not have gone on from the minute. You know, he he's not moving on the field. I mean. 
it, there's no reason, no reason to start the game. Uh, you can figure that out later. Uh, it's just so much, so much bigger than football. So much, so much, so much bigger than all. And, you know, you know, I think that I think what the situation is, is you know, you're, you're praying, you're praying, you're hope. I've heard some positive signs. Obviously they were able to get, to get his heart back that, you know, he's, he's still in critical condition to the last medical up, but, you know, obviously hurdles still have to be cleared or we're, we're not doctors here. No, we're not going to speculate all what's in this, what happens with that. Where you know we're two guys doing a, a sports show, but I I think it's be- better in my eyes to, to focus on the the good and focus on the people the people that are you know you no know, most mostly affected. You know you no know, we're most people are on Twitter most people are on so- social media. You see the people handling it in the right situation, right situation. And to be quite honest with you, the the better way in my eyes to really, really those type of people is to not give to not give the attention and the quote unquote oxygen gen those types of tape. And you can probably all probably all figure out to in this situation. It's not like, you know, oh, Watching him on the sh- on the show is going to make a, make a huge diff- difference. Whatnot, you know. I I think I, I think it's and I think my mic's having issues, so we're going to just just simply. Play. All right, I I I think we should be better now, but yeah, um, much better. I think we should be better now, but you know, I I, I truly think that. It's better to focus on the good. And I think the most important good <laughs> that we can focus on is the charity of Tamar Hamlin. Um, if you've been following on social media, Tamar Hamlin had a, cha- a toy drive that he had set up, a page that, you know, he had when he was, when he first arrived into the NFL when he was at Pitt. And the goal of the foundation's toy drive was $2,500. That's where it started at. Currently at this moment... I have it up. It's $4.7 Just incredible. Incredible, incredible, incredible. It was at a million last night, then two million, then three million this morning, and now approaching five million dollars. And you know, I think that the big thing with that is showing that you know people, 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 especially like Bills fans have displayed it, but just the entire. NFL family, football family, sports world coming together to really, you know, su- support everyone involved in this situation. It's just, for me, seeing that, it's just, it's incredible to watch. And I'm just hoping that, you know, 
Hamlin, when he comes through, just sees the, you know, the impact that all these people have had for him. And yeah, it, right. I, I just I just think it's it's incredible to see that happen. And I feel like that's the part that should be focused on instead of the people that are trying to grift off it, the people that are trying to make, you know, waves off the situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, just with the GoFundMe itself, it's just awesome to see uh, throughout the whole football community, no matter what your team is, uh, no matter – you know, rival fan uh, in the division, something like that. Uh, th- that was out. That goes straight out the window. Uh, situation like this, which you know, it's great to see the whole NFL come together. Uh, NFL fans, even if you're not a fan of the NFL, uh, just like just donating to this is just one one small impactful way you can help, and it's just great to see uh, over four and a half million dollars in less than 24 hours is just crazy. Um, just awesome support by the whole NFL, whole NFL community, and just the fans. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, one uh, one thousand percent. And yeah, we got we got some uh, you know we got some comments in the chat. We got uh, we got Pete Evans saying prayers up for Demar. We got Rob as well. Uh, we got Sean in the chat. We have um, we have uh, Nicole saying she's crying. I, I I think we all are, and you know that's that's unfortunately all we can really do in this situation. It's all we can really do. And then we have uh, Chris bringing up the uh, the apology by the uh, the person I was uh, you know the person I was alluding to. I just. You know, I, I don't see the, um, you know, I, I think it's simple enough to say, you know, what, what what that man did was pathetic. It was, you know, utterly just to put it as blunt as I can, trash. And yeah, that, that's just, that, that that's where I stand with it. Uh, we got Drew, we got Drew in the chat saying, Positive vibes. I really feel for the young man and his family. That's the that's the most important thing, and that's really all we should think about in this situation. You know, the impact of the game, the playoffs. It, it's irrelevant. It's all irrelevant because the only thing that matters is this young man's health and safety. And then in the chat, um. Oh, referring to that person's statement, he just failed spectacularly at articulating it. You know, I, I feel it, like I... It's a time I, and place. Yeah, but I feel like especially with him, and I, I'm spending more energy on this than I wish I, I, I would, but I, I feel like it's fair to say this. Referring to him and in that situation... He's done so much stuff like that where it's like I see people giving him the benefit of the doubt and I just I just can't. I truly just can't in in that situation. I I have I ha, I've ha, I have had no respect for him. Quite frankly, give you a peek behind the curtain. I've had him blocked on Twitter for probably 2 3 years at this point. 
I haven't been able to stand him because he's done stuff like this all the time. So seeing this, it wasn't like a, how could you say this? It's no, you're just a terrible person. And I'm not surprised that you said this because you're trying to correct off this entire situation. So yeah, I understand why people could see that, but this is a man that's been doing this type of stuff for years. I, I have no sympathy. Yeah, no, Skip, definitely a controversial guy in the sports media world. Uh, very big uh, with interacting with the superstar players and, you know, uh, especially on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, definitely, I mean, I guess I could see what people are saying with the, with the tweet because, look, NFL is a big business and it's eventually going to have to move forward, but it's just not right now. It's not that time. Uh, especially right after it happened last night, uh, Skip. I mean, just a bad tweet to send out. Uh, it's almost like, you know, do you even read read what you're posting? I mean, uh, or think for a second uh, about something other than football, something bigger than football. It's literally a man's life was nearly lost on the field last night. So it's, it's shouldn't, have, shouldn't have hit sent that mean. It's just a matter of having no empathy and no feel for the situation. That's quite frankly what happened. And it's by a person that it usually never has empathy and never has feel for these types of situations. So I am, I'm truly not surprised. I'd rather focus on the amazing, you know, donations being made by all these people. I'd rather focus on the fans of the Bills and Bengals coming together I'd rather focus on the players that are coming to their teammate side, the players that are coming together. And, you know, especially looking at the way the broadcast handled this situation, right? As, as guys that, you know, do a show, I just, what, what the people on ESPN did, and specifically, you know, the people that were in the booth, whether it's Buck and Aikman or Schefter and Colbert and Booger McFarlane, who did a tremendous job on the Monday Night Football telecast, providing that insight into, you know, what this situation means for a for a football player, because for in a situation that no no football player ever truly thinks is going to happen on a field. And then Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark just, you know, the, the way, the way they handled that was just, you know, incredible. It was, it was commendable with how they handled an impossible situation. And personally, I, I mean, I feel like the person, and I, I know you remember this as a Steelers fan, Austin, you know, Ryan Clark, it was in a very similar spot. And hearing him speak about that, you know, it's just completely eye-opening and just powerful to hear what someone in that type of situation has to say about something that's very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan Clark, f former safety in the league, same position. Uh, he's made similar hits. He's been in a similar position. Um, you know, he was saying he was laid up in a hospital bed and he had friends 
you know, when he got out calling him saying, man, I, I didn't think you were going to make it um, like in tears by his bedside, like when he was in there and, you know, like you were saying, I think just everyone within the whole ESPN group, uh, they knocked it out last night uh, in a situation that they could have never predicted or never, you know, been ready for. And, you know, just props to them because they, they did their jobs and they did it great. Yeah. And it's just this. You can you can never truly prepare for for that. You can never truly prepare for how a situation like that is going to unfold because you know you never prepare for the you you can prepare for the worst case, but rarely do you ever expect the worst case to happen. And you know that brings us to the players, and I feel like that. Quite frankly, this is the most important conversation. And the way this is, I feel like this needs to be discussed is moving forward. It's not about can these games be played? Can these games be moved? What's the playoff implications? What's, you know, the Super Bowl ramifications? I feel like the most important thing now is are these players mentally okay to even step foot on a football field again? And we got another comment, props to the medical staff. They were helping immediately. You know, that's the most important thing, you know, in in that type of situation, a, a, a car, a cardiac arrest, the, 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 the fast moving, like every second matters. And the fact that they were able to respond so quickly and handle that situation so quickly was just that that's another commendable you know performance that's a very that those those were just commendable actions and that that can't be said enough either but back to the players I feel like especially with football and we've seen this in the past with how certain things like this are handled. I feel like not, but then again, not just football, but all athletes in general. I feel like we really underscore the mental health aspect of these players. I feel like not enough is taken into account of the human being aspect, the mental health aspect of what, not just playing sports, but, you know, dealing with that, the stress, the anxiety, the tension of these certain moments and playing and, the pressure if you're if you're trying to get a new contract and what that does to you, right? I can't even imagine the thoughts going through the Bills players' heads, the thoughts going through the Bengals players' heads. And not just that, but every other player in the NFL's heads right now. Because, you know, it's real. It's one thing to to think about it, but for it to actually happen, now it's there. Now it's now it's right in front of you. Like it it happened. The worst case scenario happened. And I, I, as someone 
you know, that's that played sports as someone that has watched sports forever, too. You, it is so hard to perform already at high levels with a clear head. What what happens when you know you're you're thinking about your brother, your your close friend, your teammate? You can't you can't play at that high level, and for something like the NFL, where even the the smallest tweak. In a reaction, in a step, can mean everything. I, I just, I, I just truly and utterly don't know how anyone, even a week after this, is asking, in my opinion, for too much. I don't know yeah. how you can expect <clears throat> these guys to come back. I, I, I like, I get it. I get what people are going to say. You can't push everything back. But then I respond, why not? It's you can't, for example, right? And and Drew brings up a great point in the chat. I think it's hard for anyone to just turn around right away after something like that. They need to take time to evaluate the mental space. Exactly. What are you gonna do? Right? You're gonna ask the Bengals and the Bills to simply turn around after this traumatic experience, which let's not forget. You know, T. Higgins, a simple routine play that he's probably had like 15, 20, 30 times this season turns into this. His head headspace is probably not there. You know, the entire Bills roster, probably the entire Bengals roster, like I said, the entire league. I don't know how you turn around even this week and say, hey, Buffalo, you got to play for the two seed now. You got to play for the three. Like, no, it, that, that's just, it's not important. It simply is just not important right now. There has to, in my eyes, there has to be a time away until we, until the situation is even remotely cleared up. You can't expect to just throw these guys back on the field because that is just going to be a detriment to their mental health. And quite frankly, that's the most important thing in this situation right now. Yeah. And um, you, you can't ask these guys to go back out there six days, um, Sunday, whatever. And, you know, um, it doesn't really matter what the logistics are. It's the NFL. They can, they can figure it out um, at a later time. Um, yeah. I mean, a week is way too soon. I mean, these guys, they saw that happen. It's going to take a lot to get them back out on that field because, I mean, it could be anyone. It could happen to anyone. Um, and just going back out there, it's going to be hard. Uh, it won't be easy. And I think, you know, they definitely deserve the whole league. deserves some time away from, from the game for a little bit. And, like, quite frankly, right, you know, to bring it back to this, and, and this is a, a key example in this, Josh Allen, we saw that emotion on his face. You put those guys out there, you're asking for the for another life-altering injury. All these things, when guys aren't going to go full speed because they have, you know, they're, they're not in the right headspace to be playing a game. 
this it's what leads to the more injuries, the more, you know, a career is being affected, livelihoods being affected. What like you're you're not gonna ask the Bills to play their last game in a playoff game in a in a matter of a week, a matter of five days. That you just you can't. You just can't do it. I you know, as Austin said, and this is really how it should be. Screw the football. These guys' lives are more important. Their guys, these guys' mental health is more important than anything NFL-related. They are the biggest sports league in the world. They have the money, the resources to figure it out. There is no reason why they should force any of these guys to play before they're ready. And that's that's just that's the long and the short of it. And that it, it, there there's there's just not much else in that sense to really push. We got Drew in the chat saying playing sports if you're taught to worry about being hurt is when you often get hurt. Exactly. Especially in the NFL, where if you're thinking about something too much and not reacting like you normally would, that's when the injuries happen. And not and that's when the freak injuries happen. It's just not it's just not right right now to expect anything remotely on a football field for I'd say at least a matter of a week. That's like the bare minimum for me. Now is is that going to happen? I, I I I I truly hope so. I truly want to believe it, but I saw how the NFL handled things last night. I saw how the NFL handle the situation and I'm not my, my confidence isn't inspired. Not one bit. I mean I you know the NFL is the NFL. I feel like you know if they said five minutes last night, what are they gonna say this time? I mean they had they already came out and said for now no no plans to you know change the scheduling. I mean Hopefully, we're just waiting to see a clearer picture on the situation and go from there. But, I mean, I don't know if there should really be any football this weekend at all. Drew, Drew in the chat says, counseling is a must to let them be, be with their families and have open dialogue. Like, like we said before, along with having that break, this has to be a minimum. Has to be a minimum. You know... You, you have to let these minds clear because otherwise you're going to have disastrous consequences. And, you know, I think the last point that is worthy to be discussed about on a day like this, where this is the only thing that matters, the only thing that truly I feel like needs to be talked about is where, not, not exactly where do we go from here, but, you know, 
what changes? What is what is I what I don't I don't want to say impact, but what comes out of this? And from my eyes looking at this, I feel like the impact that comes out of this has to be an even greater emphasis on player safety and an even greater emphasis on the mental health and well-being of the players over the almighty dollar. And maybe I'm being a, <laughs> a bit too naive. Maybe I'm being a bit too, you know, optimistic. But this is just something that I feel like something has to come out of this that is positive. You know, that that's, that's just where I fall in this regard. Yeah, whether it's with, you know, the safety of the NFL, uh, extra padding or some sort of new padding or some rule change, uh, something – Something definitely has to come out of it, something different, and something for the betterment of the players and the league itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, Nicole in the chat says, I, I think no football this weekend. I honestly think that's the best move. Now, once again, w- saying what should happen and what will happen are two, unfortunately, very different things. You know, Saying, you know, oh, when are these games going to be played? Like, like, like I said, it's just, it's not worth it to talk about it because that's not what matters right now. Games can be made up. Games can be rescheduled. Games can be played. What matters now is the well-being of a player that was, you know, that had an impossible event happen to him. And... You know, like, I I honestly think, you know, something else that should come out of this, even even better health protocols for players, you know, showing that, you know, and, and I think this is something else, too. When something happens that was always a possibility, but then it becomes real, that's when real change can get implemented you know there i i feel like at minimum you need to have like these things on standby and they they basically are but i feel like even to a greater extent maybe yeah i i i don't want to be like grasping for straws here but it's like you need an emphasis on player health both physical and mental, and ensure that your protocols in terms of knowing when to cancel games, injury protocols, having an even greater emphasis on player safety in every aspect, you have to make sure that they are ironclad and even better than where they are. And quite frankly, in the NFL's case, actually start caring about player safety. Actually start... You know, not just being like, oh, we care about player safety. And then say to essentially a broadcast, 
that the game is expected to resume in five minutes. Actually care about your players, both when they're playing, both when they're off the field, and when they're retired. Because, you know, the NFL, you know, dealing with former players with CTE, like, all of this, to an extent, and I wouldn't say to a wide extent, has been able to been swept under the rug. That can't be the case anymore. It simply can't be the case anymore. Not not after this. Yeah, I mean, in the past 20 years since we've been watching football, uh, we've seen just like the whole thing with concussions uh, uprise. Like they made movies on it. Uh, and the NFL says, yeah, they're doing it, they're doing it. And then, you know, just another situation from the season, like with Tua, he's playing games when he's got a concussion in the first half, but he's finishing the game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something the NFL – needs to continue to improve on, um, improve on generally, um, and just going forward, uh, need to be better. And, and I, I think that the real, I think there's a bigger possibility of the real change happening in this event because, you know, people would always say like the money machine for the NFL stops for nothing. You know, they didn't care when players got COVID, the machine kept moving, you know, We've seen games continue after players have been borderline paralyzed, like Ryan Shazier, after hits like the one Antonio Brown took in the playoffs. You know, we, we've seen the NFL have some of the, most, the closest calls in the sense of avoiding something like this and still keep playing and still keep the line moving. You know... <laughs> This is the thing that made the NFL grind to a screeching halt. This is the thing that needs to make the real change. To actually invest in the player safety. To actually invest in their mental well-being. And not just put on a performative act in a lot of regards. Not every regard, but many and most regards. And actually ensure... That their employees are okay. And that's where it comes into play because I feel like not a lot of people think about it like this, right? In most situations, you know, if you were a worker and this happened to one of your workers and your boss came up to you, not your boss, but like, I guess the owner of the company came up to you and said, hey, guess what? You see everything that just happened right here? You have five minutes to recover from that. When you think about stuff in terms like that, it's not It's not acceptable. It's just, it, it, quite frankly, it's just not acceptable. It's not, you know, it's, it's just, ugh. It, it's, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. Yeah, uh, I'm just getting like chills think, thinking about all this. It's, it's a crazy situation. Um, you know, something just shouldn't happen. I mean, something you just hate to see, uh, no matter who it is. Um, and, you know, I just got to continue keeping the family, the 
the man himself uh, and everyone involved in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at on a more, on a more positive, more positive note, the, um, the charity for Hamlin, uh, just going to give an update on the, uh, on the amount that it has. It is currently at four four million seven hundred seventy nine thousand dollars seven seven hundred seventy nine uh about three hundred fifty dollars. So it is once again way past its twenty five hundred dollar goal. Uh if you guys need or want to donate to it, I personally would suggest donate to it it's an amazing cause you know the mar hamlin the person was incredible and he is incredible the work he has done in the past has been incredible with the toy drive and wanting to give back to pittsburgh you know his life story is very well documented in the sense of he was a four-star recruit he could have went anywhere he chose to stay home he got a shot in the nfl he was making the most of it with the Buffalo Bills. And I feel like, you know, obviously don't want to tell people what to do with their money, but I, I feel like this situation's different. And I feel like this is really a incredible cause to donate to. The uh the fa- the go is on GoFundMe. It's called the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. So, you know, even if it's a dollar, even if it's two, I I would I highly suggest uh, donating to that because it's going towards a truly great cause for a person that has done a lot for his community. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. No matter dollar, fifty cents, even a damn penny or nothing, uh, keep on me thoughts and prayers. You know, just something you know, trying. Support support this man as as he keeps battling, and you know he'll get through it. Yeah, so I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, that's uh, that's all I really have in me for uh, for today. Um, you know, obviously there's other news in the uh, the sports world. There's a lot of really cool basketball things that happen. You know, that obviously, if you pay attention, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Knicks, Nets, you know, you got Rangers with hockey, you got the Devils, Islanders. But I, I'll be completely honest, you know, today, you know, me, me, and, me and Austin talked about this. Today, today was not the day for that. Today was not There'll the day. There will be more shows. Yeah. Today was not the day, you know, to talk about Ham, DeMar Hamlin the person that he is, the true personal level impact that this event had on the people that were involved, not the sport that it involved, the people that were involved. And like Austin just said, there's going to be more shows. There's going to be more time to talk about basketball, about hockey, about baseball, about football. Today, this show, that we're, that we're doing right now. The most important thing is to 
talk about the importance of this good person, more importantly than Tamar Hamlin, the football player, Tamar Hamlin, the person. And I feel like too many times when this sport is talked about, we lose sight of the human aspect. We lose sight of what these people are outside of the game of football. And while this event encapsulates the game of football, it's not what it's about. It's about a human life, a good person being affected by something that quite frankly just should never should never happen. But when it does happen, it's it's very scary. So I think that brings us to the end of the show today. Um, I appreciate everyone who stopped by. You know, this is something where, quite frankly, I don't want to speculate on anyone's medical situation. I don't want to drag this show out longer than it should or needs to be. Quite frankly, I feel like everything that needed to be said had been said. And there is just the, the only thing left to do in this situation is support the players and the people around these teams that need it support the community fundraiser and the toy drive that Hamlin's doing to show support for this great person and just pray and hope that he gets through it and that he can get through the other side and he can, you know, make that full recovery that everyone wants him to make. So Austin, I think for me that, that really does it today. Uh, do you have anything else left to add? Uh, no, same thing. And yeah, shout out everyone hopping in. See you guys Tuesday. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining on another uh, great episode of the show. Uh, we're praying for Tamar Hamlin and we will catch you guys next time. Have a great night.